Hello, adventurers. My name is Maximus, and I will be your dungeon master for the evening. I'd like to welcome you all to the 71st episode of Castles and Cantrips, where some of your favorite streamers play Dungeons and Dragons live on Friday nights. I'm joined by our amazing cast of Bunny Dreadful, Virtual Spectre, Mac and Cheese, please, and Moves Like Jagger from the GGN crew. Yay! You, you, you. I'm going to have some fun tonight, I think. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? It's going to be great. Uh, hi, everybody. Like, Episode 71. Great, it sounds great awesome. For us or great for DM? Yeah. <laughs> the answer great is yes. The, yes. The answer <laughs> is, a, is a, Yeah. Let's say great for the chat. Perfect. Yeah. Great for the chat. Um, Hope you're all having a fantastic Friday evening or another evening if you're listening to it on our podcast or our, on our YouTube videos. Yeah. Um, thank you all so much. And if you aren't subscribed to our YouTube channel, um, I'm crying on the inside, um, but that's okay because you can just go to youtube.com slash at casters and cantrips and you can watch on YouTube right now. Literally at this second, you can watch it um, and you can subscribe and you can also like the video because uh, we need watch hours and we need more subs and y'all are great. And I know we could do it. <laughs> and and uh, I love you. I love you all. Believing in us. Yes. Moobs, uh, moobs will love you if you do these things. It's all around. I don't know. <laughs> you know, and then I won't. Lo well, I'll like you, but if I'll love yeah. you more if you. <laughs> if you want the love, you got to do and it. And hit those thumbs ups. And <laughs> comment. Yes. And yes. You smash things. What is happening? I don't know. Everything Comment, helps tell the algorithm. Me, yeah, help the algorithm. Help me help you. Tell me how much you love or hate my DMing. I can take it. No. I won't cry. You can't for that take long. it. We're mean to him all the time about it. <laughs> but it would be really cool if you had a tab open of our YouTube stream, even if it's muted. That would be awesome. Mm -hmm. You have to listen to Mac because she's a princess. That's true. Yeah. You have to. It's like the rules. Anna. I am a princess. Also, um, I hope you guys are enjoying uh, our out of combat series. I, in fact, really do like it. And uh, that's also on our Patreon or not our Patreon. It's on our podcast as well as YouTube. But speaking of podcasts, we're almost at 2000 views. Or I keep saying views. They're 2000 ear views. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> almost Ew. there. I just so, envisioned like, like the TikToks of people cleaning it. earwax. Oh God! I could not. Oh, oh God. no! Oh, why do I like oh, it? No. Uh, keep why? listening with I like your earballs, okay? Yeah. Earballs. Oh, that's that's gross, Mac. I hate but... everything so much right now. I hate everything. I will. I'm sorry. Let's go die in a dungeon. All right. Here's here's some hot takes from your DM. I am one of those people that likes the feeling of Q-tips in your ears, and you were absolutely it's not so supposed dangerous. to do that. Oh, You're so not supposed to. Q-tips in your ears. PSA to everyone listening, do not use Q-tips in your ears. No, don't do that. outside ridges. That's mm -hmm. it. I feel like I've been that's lied it. to for almost my entire life because that's yeah, what same. we always did. I learned about yeah. this when I was way too old to have learned yes. about this. Yeah. As someone who, has, uh, who lives with tinnitus, uh, no Q-tips in the ears. And, you know, you don't really need to be in the front row of a punk rock concert. There's no need for that. Because <laughs> I have really bad tinnitus and I'm not... Uh, I should probably stop then. Ooh. Yeah, you should probably stop. That scar's just too loud. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, what else was I going to say? Words. Oh, uh, I lost my place, but I'm going to fill in time by doing the talk. 
And w while you're filling in time, we're going to say we have merch that you can purchase. Mm -hmm. Exclamation point merch for so your purchasing wallet cool abilities. You too can be swole like Virtual Spectre or Valkyrie. Well, I had mine on earlier, but then I washed it. So. What's your wallet? I, I was going to put mine on and I forgot. It's okay. 30s. VS is repping. Repping yes. I didn't want to get it dirty <laughs> until we started and then I forgot. Yeah, I think you covered what I was actually going to say, so thank you. Um, last but not least, is second to last not least, um, we've got shorts, and they're everywhere. And I don't mean merch, I mean short videos. Huh. <laughs> short vertical videos. So hey, check what them out if we, we made shorts, shorts like, what and is, then we can, can we? say, yes, we, we have can. shorts and we have shorts. I need yeah. gym shorts. Let's do it. I, we can absolutely make shorts. I was thinking Ooh, about waiting a little too. longer and not releasing yes, shorts in November, uh, oh. but I could. <laughs> have, have, are there socks? I thought you said are the um, Crocs, and I was like, let's not go there. No, no, what? No, no. Why not? Crocs are like the hottest rave no. right now. They are. I saw a TikTok of someone being like, I used to hate Crocs. I used to hate them for years and years and years, and then my friend got me one, and now I, I get it. Oh, listen, this is a historic moment for me as, as uh, an old guy. Uh, I am now back in. <laughs> oh, Crocs. I am back yeah, in, everyone. Man. I am cool. Crocs on my feet. 24 7. Let's Crocs get it. Socks on your socks. Ooh. I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> I don't know how Crocs are worn with or without socks. I don't, I don't know. know. But I know that you can put the flap in the front. I mean, if you put the flap in the back, uh, I internally call it sport mode. I don't know what anybody else calls it. Sport <laughs> mode. <laughs> need extra grip on your heel. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. When you got to run with your Crocs. Yeah. Oh. You flip them to sport mode. What if, okay, someone just said Cashers and Cantrips brand socks and sandals or <clears throat> a weird Crocs collab pin for the little mm. hole. I would definitely wear I, socks with the CNC logo for sure. I think you guys need to, I'm not, I'm not getting involved in this. I'm not doing it, but I think the rest of you should hydro dip some Crocs when we reach like, uh, oh, it's my dream. so many views for YouTube. What is that? Hydro dipping? Dip them in paint. Yeah, and then they're you get all like liquid paint and you dip them and they get all crazy. Anyway, um, this is a great conversation and I would love to know, talk nothing more about hydro dipping Crocs, but we do have some dice to roll at some point tonight. Right. I have to be the Crocs. voice of reason. You know that we're way off task if I'm the voice of reason. So anyway, yeah, anyway, um, if this is your first time here or if you have forgotten, all of our alerts are in the chat for following and subscribing and for rating all those things and we see them in our hearts and in chat but there are no sounds because D&D is very serious and it's a serious game for serious people <laughs> but anyway uh, without any further ado we'll get into episode 71 of Casters and Kendrips Our story last left off with Sweet Justice, making the trek northward towards Gordak. Their purpose was to gain some insight on Valken's cursed sword, known as the Sword of 1000 Victories. 
The party secured passage across the Canimus Sea by contacting their old friend, Captain Dalius Vrago. He agreed to take them as far as Port Town and would make other arrangements to ferry them upstream on the Immerlon River towards Gordak. After a few days of travel, the party made a quick detour to the dwarven city known as Gol Maldur. When they arrived, they realized that the city was in ruins. They spent several hours attempting to move rubble from the caved-in entryway to clear a path inside. As they worked through the night, undead creatures emerged from the ruined city and the surrounding area. The party fought back against these new assailants, and during the battle, a scouting party from Gordek arrived during the melee. Their newfound allies assisted the group, and they all defeated the undead creatures. The Gordek Patrol agreed to escort Sweet Justice back to the city, and upon arrival, they explored this grand, sprawling city while a meeting with Zarlug Tusk was arranged. Later that afternoon, they spoke with Zarlug in his luxurious offices. He agreed to get Valken information about his cursed sword in exchange. The party would gather some of Zarlug's lost trade goods. It was apparent that Zarlug may have recognized Valken's sword as well. However, Zarlug informed the group that his expedition would need the blessing of the chieftain of Gordek, a frost giant by the name of Magnus Helmgrim. The group made the trek across the city to Icewatch to seek an audience with Magnus. And that is where we'll begin our story this evening. So, if you all remember, you made your way into Icewatch, and there on the throne was Magnus Holmgrim, and by his side, a frost salamander. As you approach, you see uh, Zarlug's demeanor a little less flamboyant, a little less kind of in your face. Fuck you, I do what I want. And sort of turns more timid and he goes, Remember, let me do talking unless you're spoken to. Very good, yes. And you all sort of approach in this. And the chamber is extraordinarily large. And at first you thought, is it something like Zarlug where it's just ostentatious? But you realize it's extraordinarily large to you. It's perhaps maybe a little cramped to the frost giant sitting on the throne there in this chamber. And he sits lounging, sort of um, rubbing his temple, perhaps nursing a headache or, some, or something like it. Um, and as Zarlug approaches, hey, um... Magnus, it's your buddy Zarlog. I come here for a bit of an arrangement, maybe just a little blessing to see. Um, I think we can perhaps help out Gordek in exchange, also help out Zarlog. But we wanted to check with you first. You know, no unsanctioned expeditions of like last time. We're not gonna do like what we did last time. Is that okay? Is, is everything fine? And you see Magnus sort of just look up, uh, and you see Zarlog just sort of trail away in his voice just from the sight of Magnus Helmgrim just staring at him. And as Zarlug trails off and stops speaking, he points to you all that are gathered around Zarlug. Approach. 
Uh, yeah, we step forward. Supposed to move. I'll uh, I'll step forward and uh, I speak giant, and I know a little bit about giants. Can I do a history to see if I know like how you how you socialize with a giant? Sure, <laughs> you most certainly can. Uh, mm, probably not. Well, that was, no, uh... and, and we would know because we dealt with the giant that led us through the forest. He's a different kind of giant, though. Oh. Yes, he is still taller, so we have to show respect. But it might the be the same. But I'm from places where these guys. Okay, hold on. Uh, what did I say? History. Ah, uh, ten. <sighs> so, as Vin was correct, you all have dealt with um giants. You've dealt with a stone giant. Um, you've dealt with your Goliath friend up north, who, which Goliaths and Fairbolgs are sort of giant kin. Um, as far as their social structure, known as the Ordning, they're definitely the bottom rungs. Um, but generally, like um, like Ron was saying, is that it's normally based on height, which in the Ordning, height of a giant is power, essentially. Mm. How powerful they are. Um, with a tin you would know um, your stone giant friend was about middle uh, of the road as far as the ordning is concerned. Um, frost giants are just above stone giants. And the hierarchy that you would know is storm giants being the top, followed by cloud giants, fire giants, frost giants. So as far as giants that you've dealt with, this is probably the highest on the ordning. Um, but oh. however, it is highly unusual that a frost giant is going to be chieftain of a city of creatures that definitely are not giants or giant kin for that matter. Okay, so this is weird. Out of the ordinary, but... In this city, the, the Helmgrim is the most powerful of any of the entities in this city. Uh, do I know? It's okay if I don't. But what, do I know like for the giants because it's all about like who's tallest and stuff? Is it better to like make yourself like stand upright and show off how tall you are, or is it like should the tallest of our party speak? That first? would be in tradition of the Ordning, Yes. Okay, so Ron should. Be speaking so i'm gonna mm -hmm. kind of elbow run forward <laughs> uh, greetings your excellency this one is called ron, ron greetings ron i am magnus helmgrim chieftain of Gordek. Who are your friends? You all may speak. Uh, I am Rin Hildotter of... I just Vin, and I nod and bow. Brad Pitt. <laughs> <clears throat> Very well. 
What brings you to my city? I would like for you all to explain in your own words. I will go to you in a moment, Zarlug. Well, we came on the behest of Zarlug. Zarlug told us uh, to visit sometime. So decided to take that offer up and arrive here, Gordek. We also came uh, seeking answers. Well, Zarlug is correct that Gordek is open to any and all people if they can withstand the harsh environment. What is it that you seek? He'll turn and look at Valkan. Well, uh, one unexpected uh, answer. We came across uh, Gul Madur and wondered where, why have the dwarves disappeared? And second, we came to uh, seek answers for a particular item that was found near these waters. And his sort of, he piques his interest when you mention Golmeldor, and he looks to Valken, or sorry, to him, he looks towards Brad. <clears throat> Brad Pitt, your companion seems to have indicated that you are the one that seeks answers in the cold north. Who or what would be providing these answers? I don't... Somebody familiar with... Um... Old weapons, cursed uh, weapons, magic weapons. Very well. And you see, um, he sort of leans forward in his chair, um, like he's going to stand. And you see that the frost salamander, which is huge in its own right it is a size huge creature put that into perspective um as the frost giant stands you see it start to snarl and move forward um as if he's going to lunge at you all and the giant puts their enormous hand in front of the salamander to sort of stop it from moving forward And he stands up and, and approaches you all from his seated throne there. I am curious of the disposition of our former trading partners to the West. I will grant your expedition to Golmaldur. However, you will investigate 
their disappearance. Find reasons why they have disregarded correspondence, stopped trading at our mutual location. This is non-negotiable. What say you, adventurers? Well, we have already seen evidence. Undead now rule the area. That is one possibility. We can look into it. Very well. We have a pact then. He looks to Zarlug. Whatever Zarlug has promised you will be withheld until these answers are provided to me. Very well. You may go immediately. Zarlug, you will remain as I have more to discuss with you. And he turns around and then sits back down under his large throne, seemingly disregarding that you all are even there anymore. We'll start making our exit. Yep, and he just sort of looks at you over his shoulder like, <laughs> yeah, <we're> all right. <laughs> and you all make your way out of Ice Watch. Back into the city of Gordek with Zarlug being left behind. Uh, he did promise you, if you all remember, a wagon with a uh, beast of burden, a catoblipus, to Bleepus. allow you to haul some of these uh, trade goods that you may find. Um, keep in mind that a beast of burden with a wagon is not going to be able to fit in a ruins, so you may need to make arrangements of what has happened to said animal while you were dungeon delving. You are all aware that um, the organization known as the Silver Face is typically ones that will guard caravans, so perhaps some of them could be hired to watch um, said wagon while you delve, or you could leave it outside unattended, up to you all. But any, any arrangements you would like to make before you leave, um, you can make. Ron doesn't think we need to hire guards, the empty wagon. So burden may die, two zombies, undead. Yeah. Guess it depends on if we find any treasure that we want to take back with us, and we might need a wagon. Or yeah, this is but, what uh, I'm thinking. What if our bleepers die? Oh yeah, we're also oh, yeah. supposed to see if we can have the his trade goods or whatever. Bury I don't the really wagon or hide it. 
Plus, what if we go in and we find the trade goods and then we need to come back out and put it on the wagon and then go back in again? Oh, yes. You I, also, I would feel better. You also know, Ron, that under normal cases, it's not something that I track, but your bag of holding has a maximum holding capacity of 500 pounds. Zarlog has told you that he is seeking a shitload of black pearls. You're not sure how that translates over into pounds. A shitload. Uh, but <laughs> he is talking about trade goods that are worth enough for him to be worried about to have you go dungeon delving to get them. Hmm. Would not Zarlog pay for Silverhand's charge ship? Why should it come out of our pockets? Oh, no, I think he should probably pay for it, yeah? Yes. Wait. If he <laughs> leaves, of course, not killed. Hmm. By Frost Giant. Yeah, it seemed like not the best working relationship, huh? You could just, <laughs> you know, hire some people and then submit an invoice once we are done and uh, forward charges to him at this point. Yeah. Well, we, say no. I don't think so. We already know someone from Silverhand. Face and face, face hand. Yes. That's what it was. Silver face. <laughs> Silver face hand. Oh, Ron forgot to notes in different location, so forgot to name. Uh, well, what was that guy's name? <laughs> Do you remember the name of the guy here? Uh, Dad, Deck something, Deckard, uh... Wait, wait, wait who, who are you trying to remember? <laughs> Deckard Kane? Not... You've got that quite is... a treasure there. This yeah, <laughs> is not uh, their name, what? This <laughs> one, yeah, not had many stories, but, uh, old, please. Oh, who are you one remembering? Oh, is... uh, Silver Hand Face Guy. Do you remember the guy who, who, who fought us? Uh, the... Dar Dargash. Yes, Durgash. That's Durgash. His, that's his name. Durgash. He, he flung <laughs> cards at people. Get, oh, okay. He was a uh, silver hand. Silver. I have it in my uh, notes. Where it is I called the silver face. Um, and it is called the silver face because um, they are an order of monks dedicated to protecting commerce. Uh, and they are seen guarding caravans, and uh, the silver face is literally on these coins is a sort of imprint on the top of them, um, which is a sort of relief of the coin maiden. And the face is literally silver on the coin with her eye in gold. Like it's funny if we constantly get it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they already forgot it. What was it? Someone Murgash? <laughs> Oh, yes, Durgash. 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 Uh, maybe a leader of the squad group? Uh, did, he do was we know leader, yeah. where, um, do we know where they have their headquarters here? Did... It could be easy enough to find. Just ask of somebody, pay. excuse me, sir. We need to find uh, the silver face. Please point us in the uh, correct direction if you could be so kind. And you you sort of point out a a, a, a goblin who's like sort of um, yeah. um, riding on a cart. Um, it's being pulled by a, a warrior. He goes, "Huh? 
silver face. What's wrong with is your face? Nothing is wrong with my face. What's wrong with your face? What's wrong with your face? Hey. Hey. Someone else talk to this goblin. I don't think it's working. Vibes. And he, <laughs> and he, um, as you sort of, you know, kind of definitely miscommunicate with each other, um, he sort of um, says some choice words to you in goblin and then makes a hand gesture at you and then right, just whips the cart and goes forward. Oh. Love him. That did not go well. Uh, next person. Well, it's also towards pretty well, actually. Yeah, someone else. Sure. You can, um, yeah, you can just, um, point out someone you see, uh, um, an orc woman, um, sort of just strolling down the side of the street. Uh, pardon me, uh, Ron, miss. Do you know where the silver hand face place is? Silver, silver face, yes. Um, which language are you speaking? Uh, giant. Um, she, she looks and then she recognizes the word face and she responds to you in, in orcish face. Does anybody uh, speak that? Ron, Ron takes out a silver coin and points at that. Oh, she spoke Orcish. I'll, I'll, I'll and, and she goes, I'll and she goes, uh, and she points out, you know, she reaches into her pocket and then gives you a couple copper. Uh, and Ron's like, no, she like no, puts it in your hand and just like pats your hand uh, and you know, no, and pats sorry, your shoulder. Uh, in Orcish, sorry, man, we are looking for the Order of the Silver Face. Oh, all right, um. I apologize. Uh, oh, no, understanding no your friend, I speak very little giant. Uh, oh, yeah. The silver it's face. Okay. It, um, well, you want to go in this direction, take a right, uh -huh. and then a left, and then uh -huh. go all the way down, and then make uh -huh. your way towards the end there. Um, it's actually, are you familiar with um, the Tusk Syndicate? No. But... Yes. Oh, yes. Yes, I am. Two blocks from the Tusk Syndicate. Got it. Thank you very much. Very, very much appreciate. Very well. I Tell your friend he can keep the copper. He probably needs it more than I do. Oh, he will be very, uh, very grateful. And I'll just kind of like push Ron's hand back down. Um, so she's hand out, not knowing what to do with it now. <laughs> she's indicated that as you were leaving Ice Watch, um, where you were is 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 maybe five blocks away um is where the where the tusk syndicate as she called it is located where the offices were of, of zarlik tusk and then down the street is where the um of where the silver face is so you can head down there pretty easily it'll take you a short walk and then you can make your way there so okay. You arrive uh, at this building in, in much like others, seemingly like the more, I wouldn't want to say more important buildings, but sort of the larger buildings have all of these sort of um, onion domes. Um, and this one has a few onion domes of varying different colors uh, made of different sorts of minerals and things. And um, you arrive here 
Uh, and you can see various sort of like wagons and carts and people signing paperwork and almost like a like a depot where they pass through. Um, they look over the shipment. There's a, an agreement and some sort of signing of something. Uh, and then uh, the caravan will leave with uh, an amount of silver face guards accompanying them. And you can make your way inside and it's a pretty slick operation. You've got various different lines where if you are uh, needing general assistance um, with a wagon, a long haul caravan, um, you know, hazardous areas, stuff like that. So there's a varying amount of lines there that you can get into. And we have to get in different lines? Depending on what your uh, service is. We look for the guard duty line. So, well, as I'd mentioned, it's like, you know, general travel, like long haul and then like hazardous. You you might think hazardous is probably what you're looking for. Yeah. Knowing there's undead <laughs> in the region. <clears throat> so you hop in line and um, it moves pretty quickly. This this is the only way that I can describe this um, in my mind is it's like the DMV, but it actually moves quickly. <laughs> <laughs> like they actually have, they, you know, they got their shit together and people, they've been doing these same things over and over and over. So they've got it. So, um, you walk up to the, to the counter, um, and you see a, uh, hobgoblin, um, man at the counter, um, who looks up to you all. Do you have an appointment? No, no, no. but we're here at the behest of, uh, your chieftain Magnus. Ah, oh, do you have a writ, then? Verbally. Very well, help fill this out, please. Um, what sort of service are we going to be using with the Silver Face today? We, uh, may need a few bodies to guard a cart. Very well, what will be the destination of said cart? What's the name of that place again? Bulmadur. <laughs> And he looks at you, Golmaldor, interesting. Right, well, you are in the correct line, I believe, as it says an unknown of the whereabouts, or, well, not the whereabouts, we know where it is, we don't know what happened. Um, perhaps you were sent by Magnus, very interesting indeed. Um, there will be hazard pay, of course. Uh, the minimum amount of hired help is going to be four persons for hazardous missions. Um, and it will be skilled labor, of course, with the hazard pay involved. It will be three gold per day per mercenary for four, so 12 gold per, per day. Oh, that's like pretty cheap, Watch actually. Watch We request Durgash's uh, crew. Oh, yeah. We would like to work with Durgash, uh, if possible. Also, in terms of pay, we're partially being hired by Zarlug. Is there a way to put this cost on his tab? Well, unfortunately, we do require pay up front under most circumstances. However, I can put it down as a deposit. And if you work out any sort of deal with Zarlug, then we can file paperwork as needed. Fair enough. What is your so. estimated number of days that you will be gone? Mm, unknown. Is it a day and a half? Four? Yep, sure? a cart will slow you down. 
Um, as you are basically more than likely, you're going to have to go around the plateau, around the lake, the way you came in. There's no way you're going to go up the plateau um, with this cart. So it's going to be essentially about two and a half days or so to get out there with, with a cart and then that much coming back. So about five days total. Probably two days for dungeon. It's a long time to dungeon delve. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, six days. Six days indeed, and of course, if you are back sooner, then you will be refunded uh, the amount. Let's see, six days at four. Silver hand, or so I see. I did it again. Damn it, y'all! <laughs> Silver face mercenaries, and um, that is three gold piece. That will be seventy-two gold pieces. I did it up quickly. Um, I can cover that. I will say, by the way, that as a um, uh, a side note, um. Skilled help does cost two gold per day normally, so it is well within reason that this is like a not, oh, yeah. I'm not like price gouging you or anything. I just didn't think about it taking multiple days. Like I didn't think about the yeah. Uh, what was <clears> it? <throat> Seventy. Seventy-two. Seventy-two. I'll pay. I'll pay for it. Okay. Not like y'all didn't get like thirteen thousand gold yeah, or some yeah. shit. We're, we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, <coughs> we should see if they have any like good items for sale in this town after this. Mm -hmm. You know, get prepared. You know what I mean? Get some potions. I'd kind of like a new weapon because uh, all the things we fought before, uh, they don't take uh, ne the necrotic damage. Can you please direct us to uh, arms and supplies? Oh, yes, in, uh, indeed. Well, if you go, um, well, just down the street and then across the way, um, you can find our local smith if you're looking for any armors or weapons. Um, if you are looking for any sort of other equipment, there's a general store right next door. So if you're looking for, like, magic stuff, not probably going to happen. Uh, if you're, like, looking for healing potions, normal healing potions, that's fine. Anything off the equipment table or, like, normal weapons and armor, uh, you okay. can. <clears throat> what about a weapon that's mostly normal, like just counts as magical, but it's otherwise basic. No. No? Okay. Just checking. Mm, we'll we'll these questions. Real quick. Uh, there was a goblin who said she can turn us to stone and shape us. Mm. Is the... What how you say? Um, nefarious? I've known a few people that have partaken and, well, it is quite legitimate. Most oh. people don't really need the services that uh, she offers, as though most people stay in the city and, of course, do commerce, open shops, farm, the things and such, well, what, what you can farm out here, but uh, just legitimate. <clears throat> Although Thank she you. acts us is quite strange, unique in her own way. Yes. Well, thank you. You're very welcome. I have your deposit, and uh, you will have your team of uh, guards at your disposal. 
Thank you for using the silver face for your caravan needs. Uh, yes, thank you as well. We shall be on our way. You've got um, a crew who's set to go with your cart with a cattle bleepus um, whenever you all are ready to leave. Anything oh. else you all would like? How are we gonna... Do they meet us out front? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Zarlog has arranged your cart in Catoblipus. It'll be ready for you to go whenever you leave next to the city in a staging area or something like that. So you don't have to like wrangle everybody and do the logistics for you. Zarlog's taking care of that. Right, let's go buy some potions. Yeah. If you all are looking for health potions, you can just buy them. You can just add it to your sheet and just subtract the the going rate for healing potions. I think I'm uh, gonna buy a greater if there's an A. Yeah, I'm uh, gonna stock up on stuff to make my healing tonic at full. Mm-hmm. Yep, you all can and, definitely do that. Yeah, did you say there are there are there greater ones? No. I would also like a greater. No. Normal ones? No, whatever you can find on the normal mm. adventuring equipment list. Um, which a potion of healing is going to be 50 gold pieces a piece. Worth it? Um, um, how about a diamond, Ritha? What is it, 500 gold? Ooh, good call. Oh. I should check my spells. <laughs> 300. Yep. Uh, well, I will say um, this. Uh, you all have several gems uh, uh. that you have gotten in your previous adventure. And there was a really cool rule um, that a, uh, a good friend of mine used. Uh, and I'll, I'll shout you out on this one, Zeus, because I think it's amazing. Um, in order for Revivify to work, normally it'll, it takes a diamond, right? Worth X amount of pieces. Um, yeah. I also like to substitute that um, it, you could use a diamond or you could also use a gem that is the same color as the person's eyes that you were trying to revive. Ooh. Oh. So now y'all can figure out what your fucking eye color is. <laughs> oh, it's brown. Oh, hazel. Spins are blue. Very pale blue. Spins are green. This is why we always ask you what the color their eyes are. Just, just in case you need to, you need to, uh, to re- revivize someone. <laughs> how does it work if you want to if you want to pay the components and it says it's worth it says like a pearl worth at least 100 GP? You don't have to expend that, right? No, um, it, it the spell says it's expended. It is. Otherwise, you pay that amount okay, for okay. like for identify example. I'm guessing is what you're uh, asking. I just have to have I just have to carry a pearl. You just have to have it. it. If it I'm uses it, it'll say that. that it uses it. By that, so which I think, um, which in the case of like revivify, it says uh, diamonds worth 300 gold pieces, which the spell consumes. That means that okay, it'll specify. Okay, but I don't think I need to worry Uh, about it. I would still like to buy one diamond. Sure, you can certainly find one for 300 gold pieces. Um, And as you know, that this sort of town is very much a commerce facing business or business or area um where they're digging up you know black pearls and the such um you can most certainly find what you're looking for Ooh, did the pearl i buy is it a black pearl it is freaking cool 
<laughs> That's all. Oh, I already had a pearl. Well, now you have two. <laughs> Ron, you had brown eyes and Valken. What color eyes do you have? Remember. <laughs> it's brown it, or hazel. It's on your character sheet in your description. Yeah. Ron has, uh, yeah, brown eyes. Green. I have, like, green eyes. Bryn says gray on her character sheet. Oh, are they gray? It says, it says I have grass, but I want, I want blue eyes. Just kidding, I lied. Like blue or brown? Brown. <laughs> oh. Man, no one got, no one got the reference. Sorry. Oh, it's brown. <laughs> oh. Sorry, I was too distracted. What happened? I'm so I don't get it. It's uh, it's an old uh, Dungeons and Dragons uh, meme before memes were memes, and it was a, a skit where a character had they're acting out a scene. It's, well, it says my character sheet has uh, gray eyes, but I really want blue eyes. And then he was like, "Fine, whatever." <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else we should buy. Like healing potions makes sense, but what else? So. Character sheet. Bryn says gray. Ron says yeah, brown. Gray. Valken says green. And Vin says green. <clears throat> there you go. Anything else? Huh? Everyone still has their holy water? Yes? I think so. Yeah, uh, we didn't even use it. What? You tried once and missed. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's I right, still that's have right. a flask. Okay. Just oh. checking my spells to make sure I don't need to buy any components real quick. Question How do you, you buy you stuff? Know. Healing in, in fourth edition, they have these in really, and even 3.5, they have these awesome torches called sunrods where they were like, they're like little light beacons. And they don't have that in fifth. But do they exist in your world? Sunrods? No. Okay. You have the light cantrip, though. That's <laughs> true. Um, so basically what I'm saying, Mac, is um, to avoid uh, dungeons and shopping um, mm. for, like, just mundane items. Um, anything that is on, like, the adventuring gear table, uh, and I'll just link this to you all just to make it easier. You can just get. I'm not too worried about it or any armors or weapons that aren't magical you can just buy not a big deal so uh if you're looking for like whatever potion healing if you're looking for uh, torches you know whatever <clears throat> oh dang i just bought a bunch of potions of healing and then i already had potion healing that's, That's okay. fine. I don't care. We'll probably need it if you're telling us <laughs> to buy stuff. So yeah, I'm just asking. You don't have to buy anything if you don't want Are to. Are we gonna die or what? I don't know what's happening. It was my idea to buy stuff. It wasn't his. I yeah. wanted to buy a new weapon because my javelin isn't gonna be good versus undead. But I'll just be, you know what? I'll be a full caster today. You, you know will have to adventure and find things. If Ooh. Falcon can get his hands on a spyglass. I think I would like to have a spy glass. Very interesting. Um, <laughs> you most certainly could find a spy glass in because this sort of this city, Gordak, is very affluent. Uh, 
not by just its own right for the area, but in, in any area. Um, whenever they have decided to settle here in sort of this meteoric rise of Zarlog and making this this Black Pearl industry, like they've made a shitload of money uh, in this area. So yeah, you can definitely find a spyglass for sale if you want one. Oh God, I just saw the price of one. Holy. That's why I went through all that because a spyglass is a thousand gold pieces. Woof. Oh, I think I still want to buy one. So I will mm, flush all the gold. <laughs> okay. And uh, I'm gonna buy some rope. More rope. You don't have to tell me what you're gonna buy. You can add it. I trust you all. I know, I'm telling the group. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh no, I already have two. I think, yeah, I think we have a lot loud. of rope. Ron did we, did we? Crowbar. Crowbar's good. Crowbar's good. I don't know. I can't think of what else to get. No. What should we buy? I think that I've panicked the players because I gave them an opportunity to buy whatever they wanted. And now they're yeah, like, I have no, to buy something. We're going to need stuff and I have to get it. Freaking out. <laughs> yeah, freaking out, man. Um, I'm going to buy more torches. That's what I'm going to buy because we're going into a place and I can't see in the dark. And I only have six. I want like 20. I also Anything? have light. Two, but just in case. One is ready as he raises his crowbar in the air. <laughs> Falcon does the same, but with the spyglass. <laughs> High five, Falcon. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I'm ready. As ready as I'll ever be. I'll be able to see things from really far away. Don't you do that already? Hmm. No, I can just see in the dark. Oh, that's very nice. Ron is uh, not well, now can you wish Ron could do the same. Can you see in the dark, but very far away now? Can I do that? Cool. Take it. No. Oh, that would have been cool. <laughs> um, Doubles my dark vision range. <laughs> if, if, he's, if we're outside and it's a full moon, how about then? I think it's more just an innate, I can see up to a certain distance in the dark. Yeah. I, don't think, mm. I don't think a spyglass would help. Does not. It's like, it's like if you had a lantern, you're, you're holding a flashlight, like a, like a little lantern around you, and then took some binoculars and put it up to your eyes. See if you could see farther yeah, away. That totally works. Everybody <laughs> <laughs> knows that. <laughs> All right, are y'all ready to go? Anything you want to do before you leave? I'm still looking, but I can essentially buy things on the on the road. Let's let's go. Yeah. Oh, animal yeah. feed or uh, dip up. Whatever. <laughs> bleep animal, animal feed from Lip Blop. Yes. Blip the cattle bleepus that is covered by Zarlug as he has covered the, the animal, the wagon, and the feed for it. Oh, okay, great. We are, we are ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. 
So as you gather your forces, you make your way out of the city of Gordek. Uh, you have your silver face guards with you as you are pulling an empty wagon. And uh, the Catobleepus smells absolutely horrid as this uh, animal, these animals do. Um, and you notice that when you went to pick up said cart, the Catobleepus came from the little makeshift farm of the goblin woman that was selling um, her sort of transformations. But you make your way, and it will take you two days to get to. What a dumb question. Golmeldor. Yes. If I'm not saying we're going to do this, but could she use that magic ability? But like on one of the bleepus, she wouldn't do that. Oh, why not? Because the cat bleepus is just an animal and it can't make the decision of whether oh, it, it like can't or not. consent. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. I was just thinking, how cool would it be if we could give it like wings and gills and horns and shit? Very <laughs> awesome. That was like one hit dial and just falls over. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I forgot that you lose hit dice. Never mind. Never mm-hmm. mind. Have we, um, we've rested since we've been here? Yes. Okay. You can, you can gain the effect of a long rest and you'll leave the following morning as it will take those full two days. And I think since we're going to be inside ruins, while we're resting, I might (laughs) reattune my ring of protection. That's fine. Go for it. And for those of you that choose your spells, choose accordingly before you get to Golmaldor. For those that prepare spells. So the trek is relatively safe. You go out of Gordek the the morning and you make your way down the plateau on the east side and you go around uh, this large lake that sort of spills down into the Merlon River. Um, and you uh, realize that the locals end up calling this place um, the Maldor Wash is the river that runs through Gordek, creating the large waterfall down the front into Lake Ragash, which Lake Ragash is um, the large lake named for the first chieftain that settled and created a city in Gordek, as before they were more nomadic. So you make camp near the lake for one night and then following morning unassailed you make your way over um, to the mouth of Gol Meldor it does take you two full days so when you do arrive at the sort of entryway um, it is going to be dark but you're diving into a dungeon anyway so it's up to you all if you'd like to rest and then go in the morning knowing that the area could be full of undeads to interrupt your rest or you can delve immediately as you arrive mm, who should mm. wait daylight okay yeah i think rest and then we leave first thing in morning so 
it's it's day two, nighttime. You're here. You're at Golmodor. So that's what I was saying. You arrive late the second day. Mm. Right. Well, how many days do we hire these? Yeah, I don't think daytime matters, but how long did we hire these dudes for? Six. Yeah, maybe we should just like get in there. How late is it? Um, it is like 8 p.m. We could just like step inside, make sure the entryway is cleared. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then we could come back out and rest. Or just do it. Oh, last time we made a bunch of noise, uh, we were surrounded. But I'm just saying, well, we should have we... an opening now. Yeah, if we go opening. in, if we don't go in right now, then they could come out while we are trying to rest anyways. So let's go in now, make sure there aren't we any like right inside. Party of eight. Yeah, true. We have yeah, the guard. True. Oh, true. You can keep watch. That's why they they get paid. And Durgash says he's with you. You requested his crew specifically. And that is correct. We are here to watch the um the as well as the wagon. We are not stepping foot in that place though, it's on your own, so more than happy to watch the cart while you all go delving. Can I talk to that guy real quick? Sure. Durgash? <clears throat> Be like, uh, you know, when we were fighting the other day, I clocked some techniques that are very familiar. Where did you study your martial skills? He sort of looks at, at you. Silver face. We got our own oh, little really? school. Not everyone partakes to the um, our way of doing things but we do hire outside but been here all my life learned from here I see well the cards are something new I've never seen that before I mean you use a sword I use cards personal preference I prefer to um, keep my distance Fair enough. I can totally understand. I've gotten close to some things I wish I hadn't. <laughs> but uh, I'm still alive, so I guess it worked somehow. Anyway, I was curious. I I feel like we were both disciplined fighters. I was just... Uh, the cards were a new thing. I wanted to know where you learned. You're the one who's a little shaky with the ghoulies and the undead things, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, I have a f- weird disposition when it comes to things that should be dead. Out of the corner of your eye, you see movement in his hand. Um, almost like this. You might not want to turn around then. There's one behind me, isn't there? Sort of points. I'm just gonna slide to the side in case he's trying to attack it, so I can throw it. Does he want me to turn around and see it, or is he... <laughs> he? He's like staring at you and looking back and forth. 
I will. Hey, don't believe him, Valkan. He tricked us last time. <laughs> uh, you all see um, what appears to be a uh, skeletal figure with skin coming off the bone, wearing sort of resplendent robes, hovering directly behind Valken, um, seemingly coming out of nowhere. Valken's just going to turn slowly and see it, and then immediately and slide just, oh, It's right on you! It's right on you! Run away! Run away! Uh, it's not there, is it? It's there. It is 100% there. Uh, Valken's going to, like, run behind him. All right, so you turn and you run behind Durgash, and he, he gets into a stance and pulls out a card, and then he goes... <laughs> <laughs> and he walks over, you. and you see this, like, lich hovering, and you, and you catch, um, as he bends down, he picks up one of his cards from the deck of cards and slides it back in uh, to the cards and shuffles them and puts them back uh, into a, a little satchel that he has. He's like... <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> He's yeah, created some sort yeah. of illusion. It's real. Real funny. Yeah. I got you. I got you. <laughs> One day it is going to be real and Durgash, you're going to die. <laughs> well, the first time I've heard that. Probably won't be the last time I heard that. It is like the uh, children's tale, the boy who cried dire wolf, you know? You have to be careful. All right, well, we'll stay. Keep watch out here. Keep the old bleeper safe and uh, this empty cart. Hopefully it's loaded up when you get out of here. Well, it's best if uh, we rest and enter in daylight. First break. Up, up to you all. I get paid by the day, so. Well, are we heading in? To go Better late than never. Right? Might as well. Right. Right? Or are we staying out here? Okay, let's go. Alright, and then you uh, you see uh, Durgash and the other um, members of the Silver Face sort of grab the Catablipus uh, and, and direct the cart, you know, off to the side, away from like the mouth of uh, the entrance to Golmeldor. And sort of makes a little makeshift camp for them, um, so they're just not standing outside the door waiting to get eaten or anything. Uh, and you all uh, make your way, and you arrive to the same entryway uh, where you fought the creatures before. Uh, and it appears that your work that you've done to dig out the entrance is still um, as it was. Nothing is, you know, resealed or anything like that. Um, so, if you would like, you can make your way, uh, inside. And you are at the gate of Golmeldor, um, which has this large sort of relief of, like, a... of a dwarf with, like, a large, like, helmet and big beard, and then the mustache, where the mustache comes over where their mouth would be is where the entrance of this, uh, place is. And you've cleared enough rubble, rubble so you can squeeze your way inside. Um, if you want, you can spend time to make it a proper doorway, but you can get in um, just by squeezing through what's what's there. So, uh, we'll squeeze through. Okay. 
you make your way uh, inside and it is very much dark no lights whatsoever um uh, i'll cast light on like ron's <clears throat> sword or something mm-hmm you cast light on Ron's weapon that you're having. I'm guessing you're carrying the hammer. Yeah, the as you usually fighting. do. And um, you make your way inside with lights from Vin. And it's a long sort of corridor um, entryway here. There's a couple of alcoves to the left and the right. And uh, you can see that there are large statues in each of the alcoves. Um, the one on the left is sort of broken and uh, toppled over. Uh, and you can see the one on the right is still standing, but is uh, looking a little worse for where there are cracks uh, and such throughout. Um, and when you step inside, um, you hear just shuffling telltale signs of evil nefarious creatures inside of these halls. What color is your light, Vin? Um, let's have it be green. Green it is. Green it is. That is, I forgot what the light spell. 20 feet bright, 20 feet dim. No. I think that's right. And as you cast this sort of green light, you can see these statues well lit in this sort of green glow along the, along the walls here. Uh, and I will transition you all over to a nice map. Thank you. So you all can begin your dungeon delve. Ron is going to divine sense. Gotcha. How many feet? Sixty. Zero. Sixty feet. Um, currently at 60 feet range, um, you feel a ping in this area. Hey, just, uh, but there were no, uh, Ron already got the sense of undead so Be on your guard. Ready's weapons up. And as you... That's, uh, that's great. Mm-hmm. And as you speak, um, you hear... <laughs> And you see a group of undead moving towards you all. Where some wearing are cladded with armor, having shields and weapons and such. As they are looking to assail you all. And what we will do is we will take our break for the evening. And when we come back, you all will have some undead to fight. So. Don't go anywhere. Um, go grab some snacks, stretch your appropriate appendages, and we will be back for the second half of the 
71st episode of Casters and Cantrips. Don't go anywhere, y'all. BRB.